Warning, the following podcast is not suitable for all audiences. Trigger warnings from the stories they cover may include violence, rape, murder, and offenses against children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back to Crime Bay. This is your host Liz and today's story will be taking us to South Carolina. On Monday, February 10th, 2020, six-year-old Faye Marie Swetlick went missing from the front yard of her home in the Churchill Heights in Case, South Carolina. One hour prior to Faye going missing, she had got off the school bus, arrived home, greeted her mother, and headed outside to play. When Faye's mother, Selena Collins, noticed she was gone, she immediately began knocking on neighbors' doors. Many neighbors joined Selena in her search through the neighborhood. After an hour of desperate search, Faye's mother called 911. Here's a clip from Fox Carolina News. Oh, 
Within minutes after this call, over 50 police officers, firefighters, and first responders were on the scene, questioning neighbors and canvassing the neighborhood. The Case Department of Public Safety reached out to the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division and the FBI for assistance. A Be on the Lookout alert was issued, and her information was also entered into the National Crime Information Database as a missing child. Officers surrounded the neighborhood and checked all vehicles that came in or out. However, no evidence from an abduction or signs of faith surfaced that night. On Tuesday, February 11th, a hotline number was set up, which later received hundreds of tips. On Wednesday, February 12th, law enforcement expanded the perimeter of their search and pleaded to the public for any information. The next day, Thursday, February 13th, was garbage pickup day in the Churchill Heights area. Officers looked through every trash bin before being dumped. During the search, officers found a polka-dotted rain boot in a trash bin located just one street over from Faye's house. They immediately began searching the wooded area nearby. It was there where officers came across the gruesome scene. Floral cloth and a polka-dotted boot were sticking out of a shallow grave. It was Faye. She laid lifeless with a plastic bag wrapped around her neck. A press conference was held that afternoon where the coroner stated that Faye Marie Swetlick's cause of death was ruled asphyxiation. During that same press conference, Chief Snowgrove shocked reporters by stating that the body of an adult male was discovered nearby that same morning when Faye's body was found. Here's a clip from News 19 WLTX. Another city department as a resource to help us find Faye. Thursday was the regular sanitation pickup day for Churchill Heights, and all residents were obviously aware of that. On Thursday morning, our officers diligently and methodically followed the Casey sanitation trucks through the neighborhood. And as each can was loaded and emptied into the back of a garbage truck, they methodically combed through it to see if they could find any piece of information or clue in hopes of finding something that would lead us to fate. At approximately 10 a.m., a trash can near 602 Piccadilly Square was emptied. And as our officers went through it, um, they found a couple of items that were of significant importance. One was a child's polka dot boot, and the second was a soup ladle that had freshly dug dirt in it. 
on scene at that time. And upon seeing these items, I called for assistance to do an additional and immediate grid search of the areas directly behind Londonderry and Piccadilly Square. As assistance was coming, I went into the woods behind the townhomes, and just before 10.30 a.m., I located the body of Facewet. At approximately 10.30, other Casey officers were notified of a residence that there was a man bleeding on the back patio. That was 602 Piccadilly Square. Officers immediately went to his aid and found a deceased white male. <clears throat> immediately, SLED's crime scene unit collected various samples of DNA from, the, from both crime scenes and from inside 602 Piccadilly Square. That DNA, once tested, connected the unknown pieces of this horrific crime. I can tell you that the deceased male had been contacted and interviewed at 602 Piccadilly on Wednesday afternoon. He was cooperative and gave consent to agents to look through the house. Those agents did not see anything that alerted them to believe that he had knowledge or was in any way involved in Faye's disappearance at that time. Evidence leads us to believe that the deceased abducted and killed six-year-old Faye Marie Swetley. The community was shocked as they were not expecting this. Who was this unidentified man? Let's take it back to Wednesday, February 12th. While searching the neighborhood, officers knocked on the door of Cody Scott Taylor, a 30-year-old who lived 500 feet away from Faye's home. Cody was not home at this particular moment, but his roommate was, and therefore he opened the door and allowed officers to search inside, yet they saw nothing out of the ordinary. Officers returned later that evening when Cody was home. They questioned Cody about his whereabouts the night that Faye went missing. He told the officers that he was home taking a nap and denied ever knowing Faye. Cody allowed officers to search his home one more time. And once again, nothing was found out of the ordinary. The very next day was when Faye's body was found. But at the same time, officers were being called about a suicide discovery. It appeared Cody Taylor had taken his own life. Surveillance videos later surfaced showing Cody Taylor was the one person responsible for Faye's disappearance and murder. One of the surveillance videos shows a light in the woods at around 1 a.m. Investigators believe that it was at that very moment when Cody Taylor was taking Faye's body out and attempting to bury her. At 7 a.m. surveillance at a local Walmart showed Taylor purchasing potting soil and gardening supplies. Those same items were later found in the same trash can where Faye's polka-dotted boot was discovered. According to the autopsy, Faye's cause of death was asphyxiation, hours after she had gone missing. DNA later found in Cody Taylor's apartment led investigators to believe that Cody Taylor had strangled her to death and then hid her body in a laundry bag. Taylor's DNA was also found underneath Faye's fingernails, proof that Faye was fighting for her life. 
Taylor's roommate later told investigators that he noticed that Cody Taylor was spraying his room and home excessively. But in that moment, he thought that Taylor was only trying to cover the smell of marijuana. He later came to the conclusion that Taylor was trying to hide the odor of a decomposing body. Unfortunately, I was unable to find a motive to Faye's murder. Maybe there wasn't He had absolutely no connection to Faye other than being her neighbor. It is so scary to think like you cannot take your eyes off your children. You think they're safe playing in your front yard? Think again. Stay vigilant at all times. Teach your children to not be so polite to strangers. Don't allow them to be naive to the ugly of this world. Faye Marie Swetlick was described as a ray of sunshine and friendly to everyone. The elementary school where Faye attended placed a buddy bench in honor of Faye Marie Swetlick, where children can sit and make new friends. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of Crime Bay. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Crime Bay Official, where I will be uploading pictures of every story we cover. Crime Bay is a podcast executive produced, researched, and hosted by Lisette Cervantes. Sounds designed by Ruben Quintero. You can find all source material for this episode underneath the episode description.